Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks. And Arnold Reasons. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Man like so, tea. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's up? You were going to say something. What were you going to say? I feel like at the moment we are doing these real close to the deadline. That is how I feel at the moment. And I feel almost like we have to confess to the to the people. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because we are getting real. The chamber like, is empty. We're, we're practically whispering, like, straight into their ears live. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, that's where we're literally at. Like, do you know what I'd be interested in, though, is actually, do can people tell that actually this is happening closer to release time? I'd be interested in if people can actually know that actually like this is this is fresh manner, you know. Literally. <laughs> See, I'm interested because you know, could that be the thing? I don't know. And you know what? The thing is, some I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the listeners actually don't know how we our how process we of recording and stuff like that as well. So they might just mm. literally think that we wake up on a Sunday morning, record and then release. Ha! <laughs> we are not that organized. No, this podcast would have failed a long time ago. If that's <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Batching actually saved us in so yeah, many ways. Sure. Um, because it made it easy for those times when either like we couldn't physically do it or you know whether the motivation wasn't there or whatever it is. Mm. You know, batching literally saved us. But do you know what was really good about that, yeah? Mm. Is I remember before we recorded a single episode, we planned. Mm. And we planned like thinking about our lifestyles and thinking about how to yes. build from the beginning in a way that would be sustainable longer term. Yes. And that is apart very true. from the the short window this I think it was last year where there was a little window where we didn't release anything for a bit. Yes. Apart from that little gap, we've pretty much been consistent. Very true. And I think that was because of how we, we started out. But then obviously life and I think maybe we we fell away from the discipline. That's yeah, we didn't because really was. That, that, that was like a miscommunication <laughs> thing, right? We didn't really plan it properly, even yeah. in terms of what was going to happen for that time. So planning, yeah. batching, done saved us. Yeah, And we sure. thank God. We thank God. For sure. And I'm sure in time as well, at some point soon, we'll be doing another planning session, right? That's what we got planned somewhat. Yeah, like next week, actually, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> pull back and actually review and replan and re-strategize to get more effective for the people then yeah man, i'm actually i'm very excited for it very very sure. excited and i think in saying that as well general point i don't know where you guys are listening to this i don't know how you found it or what platform you're on but feel free to reach out in general let us know mm. what your experience has been like because we really do want to hear from you guys we want to mm. hear the good the bad and the ugly because we're at a place where we just want to really just want to get better. serve as best as possible to be as effective as possible for all of our listeners and all of the people 100%. that enjoy all of our content across different platforms so let us know 100% links in the bio and all that yeah so I have something that I want to share for today's episode alright um, <laughs> sound like you got to remember the word <laughs> I'm about to uh, I'm about to share some of my correction and pain that the Lord has been bringing. Sorry, say so, that one more time. That it glitched a bit. 
Oh, I said I'm about to share some of the correction and pain that hey. the Lord has been bringing into oh, my life. So you people can all get it live, hot, exclusive <laughs> right here. <laughs> Let's go. So context, there have been some some scenarios, let's say, in my life mm. recently mm. where... Um, I've I've felt that you know you know mindsets or attitudes or things you know there there are things that certain people are doing in my life mm. that you know they're not necessarily optimal let's call it mm. and so you know I've been having conversations and arguments and all sorts of stuff with you know various people mm. and I felt like the Lord was highlighting this this verse to me. Mm. Uh, Matthew 7 verse 3 to 5 oh, right. and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log mm. in your own how can you think of saying to your friend let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own mm. hypocrite first get rid of the log in your own eye then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye mm. and I just felt like I think especially as you get older you know, as you get more experienced, even like in business, as you get more seasoned and stuff like that, it can be very easy to, and to be honest, when you get into management, kind of your job is to point stuff out to people, right? And mm. to help people to improve and whatever it is. But it can be very easy to be outward focused in that sense mm. and not actually focus on the internals of mm. what's going on within me, whether that's, because I think, I've gotten quite good at not necessarily like having the outward reaction or the outward response, mm. but that doesn't mean that there's not an inward response, mm. right? And then I'm reminded you of the verse. You murdering them in your thoughts. Bruv, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> you kill them, resurrect them, kill them again, kill them resurrect them. Oh. <laughs> and, and I'm just reminded of that verse about how, you know, man looks at the outer appearance but god looks at the heart yeah so like even though yeah i can get my i can get my responses outwardly down and that kind of stuff like what's going on in the inside mm. and so i just really felt like god was just like challenging me lovingly of course to mm. you know try and focus a bit more actually on my stuff you know what mm. are the logs that are in my own eye what are the things that are causing me to not see clearly mm. right mm. And I think that this is also for me where faith comes into it because it takes faith to believe that when I do that, mm. right, that actually in a lot of ways, God is also challenging other people to do that. Mm. And he's mm. working with other people to mm. work through their stuff, right? Mm. Mm. So then by the time I get around to even talking about someone else's stuff, it'll be such a tiny thing that actually like, is it really a big deal? Mm. But like, if as Christians, if all Christians are doing this, then mm. actually, like, you won't need to necessarily have some of those awkward conversations because we're all doing the same thing. We're all working on the logs in our own eyes so that we can see clearly. Mm. You know, and for me, that's a faith element because part of me says, yeah, but if I don't talk to them about it, like, are they going to know? Are they going to do anything? Are they going to change? Are they going to mm. grow? Mm. But then it's, is that my job? To be honest, my job and what I can control is mm. mine you know mm. that's what i have responsibility for that's what i can impact that's what i can influence that's what i can change mm. 
So for me, God was just really challenging me on like, okay, focus on your stuff. Mm. You know, look at the things that I'm highlighting to you. And mm. don't worry about other people in that sense. You know, don't worry about their their specs. Focus on your log. Because right now, mm. maybe I'm not seeing clearly. Mm. No, I hear you, man. And I think it's it's so easy, man. It's so easy to to see the trouble or the issues out there without being able to identify the problems in here. Absolutely. Um, and I think like, even as you were speaking, something that I was thinking about is how, isn't it interesting how the two different things that he mentions in that example are so different, a speck and a log. Mm. Like it wasn't, you see a speck in this person's eye, but you've got a speck in your own. But it was, there's oh, a speck that you can see in there, but there's a log in your eye. And so like, sometimes I think it's, it's even like, sometimes the reason why we miss it is because the log doesn't look anything like the spec. And if my focus is purely just looking at, oh, this is what a spec is. This spec is an issue. The spec is a problem. Mm. Like I'm not focusing on even being able to identify that a log exists in my own eye. Mm. Um, and I think even just like the whole comparison culture we're in where looking to your left and to your right is such a normal thing to compare it's a human thing isn't it i guess absolutely if we if there's things that we identify with one another then naturally if you're looking around it's very easy to start comparing and say oh well i don't have a speck in my eye but i can see that speck in there right and then focus on that Mm. but um but yeah, like even I think for me that the a parallel on the same principle that has been strong in my thoughts has literally just been on just training, health, fitness, and all of that okay. kind of stuff, and some of the things that I've been committed to lately. Um, because I guess I don't know, man. Like as time goes on, I don't know life. Life, you have different experiences, things that show you more about your strengths your weaknesses and Mm. i would go as far as to say your superpowers yeah Mm -hmm. and and something that i found in my world um just being confirmed through life recently is that i'm not the guy who or my strength doesn't lie in being the person who comes and says hi guys this is what i'm doing and keep coming back every week and everything in real time to say yeah this is what i'm doing that's i've not had much success in life doing things that way that's interesting but a lot of my greatest successes that i've had in life have come when maybe i've come up and said something like to announce yeah i'm going away and then i've gone Mm. and then i just appear later on but i just Mm. put the the blinkers on put the blinkers on so that i'm not focusing to the left or to the right but i'm just focusing on what's in front of me Mm. almost like i'm in I don't know if you used to watch Dragon Ball Z, but the, the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that part of me still lives on, but it was it's the training ground where nobody else is. You're in there, you're away from everything, and you're just getting done what you need to get done. I think it's such an interesting thing, right? Because it depends on, on what you're doing, right? So I feel like sometimes there are some things where it's not easy, but it's possible to do that and come out the other side. Even like what you were telling me about, you know, your most latest project, right? You disappeared and you're like, oh, I did this. 
I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's because like that is something where you can just go away do that, right? But even when we talk about stuff like training or eating yeah. and stuff like that, it's often with those kind of things where it's easy to like not do it. Yeah, you know, and that's where sometimes that accountability yeah. helps. And so it's so interesting how with some of those things it's like, yeah, go to the mountains, come yeah. back with your mat with whatever it is, and you're done. Yeah. But with other things, like actually, you kind of need some of some of that extra like push. And I think that's where knowing yourself, strengths mm. and weaknesses, is so important because mm. even with that. So like compare when was it when I did that whole Instagram thing when I was like yeah transformation journey blah 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 was it last January year? right no no it wasn't this year it definitely wasn't this year it was it not it might have been summer no. actually yeah I when think was it was it? a year ago okay yeah definitely last year but yeah let's compare that to a time like now for example right yeah I don't regret it because I feel like it was something necessary that had to happen mm. for me to learn more about myself. Mm. and I did it at the time because I thought yeah you know what like this is me so basically doing on a bigger scale something that I normally do behind closed doors and I thought alright cool mm. it's going to put the pressure on me um, but it's just I'm not I'm not that guy but then at the same time going back to what you mentioned mm. even in the now I made an announcement to a couple of my friends yourself included to say by the way this is what I'm doing at the beginning of when I made the decision on my commitments to do with health and fitness um, over the last month or so. And I basically put all my things out there to say, this is what I'm committing to. Ask me questions about it. Um, and and I'm going to send messages to confirm. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to send messages to confirm that I'm doing what I said I'm going to do. And if I don't, ask me about it. Mm. Difference this time around is that I didn't do that to sustain me. I did that more as a, these are some of the people that are close to me who I know are committed to seeing me win. And so even if there isn't a massive, in fact, it's probably better for me that there isn't a massive audience around because I like to, it's just a mindset thing. I'm a, I'm very much a head down. I get my business done mm. and I come back and talk about it later. And it's not, it's not like I don't like to talk about things at all, but I think that the process of going from A to B in general is tough enough as it is. And I think for me personally, I found that having extra things to think about, having extra things to almost like play into that already very difficult process can become weighty. So I'll give you an example with the health and fitness thing. Mm. When I was going to train a year ago, when I made that public thing, I wasn't just going to the gym to train. When I was in the gym training, I had to think about, okay, I need to record. So there were some times where I'm, there's times where I'm literally having to set up my phone to mm. record because I don't have a camera person. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, mm, mm. When I've left the gym, it's not like I've gone and done my thing and my one hour goes done. and I'm done. Mm. It's I get home, I now need to edit. I now need to schedule. I now need to, do you get what I'm saying? And it's like, Long. it's the little I just, thing. I barely have the motivation to go to the yeah, gym. Like, and now I need to do all this other stuff it's the little things that I think add up and I think like if 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 a person again everybody varies right everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses but for me personally that just don't work for me mm. in a time to come maybe will I have some stuff to share quite probably so um, but again for me that will come more from a place of I've sat with this I've 
I've had time to become acquainted with the things that I'm sharing about. Mm. Like I've had the victories, the losses, and I found what worked for me. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think even in terms of the most recent project, which the listeners will get to hear about sometime in the future soon as well, I'm sure. That was one of the powerful things about it is because it was to do with something that for me, like this is something that I've been living. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think, mm. <clears throat> so in a lot of ways, that's what made that, that's what gave it, I think, that extra big push and punch mm. in in how it came about. Let's just say that for now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one man, thing, strengths and weaknesses. Go ahead, bro. One thing I do wonder, though, is that, like, even in terms of, like, having made, like, such a public promise and public declaration, how do you then kind of close the loop? Because I do wonder if, like, you know, if there were people who had said, oh, yeah, but you said this. Yeah. But like, and then I didn't hear nothing about it. For sure. You know, so is there something about like, how do we better close the loop? Because let's be honest, there is nothing wrong with realizing like, look, actually what I said ain't gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. You know, but actually how do we close the loop? Because I'm just thinking about, you know, even in terms of the people who you've said it to. Yeah. How do you, how do you close that up? So for me in that situation, I have every plan to come back and not close the loop, but reopen it. Because what do you mean? for me, it's not over. These are the silent years or the silent period whilst I'm getting myself together yeah, and I'm learning what I need to learn. And I'll come back and I'll continue the conversation. Not necessarily the same mm. way that I did, mm. but in a way that will give answers to maybe those that might have had questions. Because I have had some conversations with people who have actually asked. Mm. Um, but I guess this is the other thing as well, bro, is that for me... Like, I guess the question that I would ask is why does the loop need to be closed and when, if so? I guess because you opened it, right? And and that's, that's and what the does thing. it look like to close it as well? I think, because for me, it's like, even in terms of what you're saying about, well, I will come back, I will yeah. close the loop and stuff. For me, it's kind of like, well, in the middle, do you say to people, like, this is what's happening? right and say well you know i said this <clears throat> this is where this is what's happened this is where i'm at this is what's going to happen in the future you're not even saying jesus is coming back on this day or yeah. arnold is coming back on this day but like it's still something i'm aware of because i'm just part of what i've been kind of thinking about quite a lot is about being more of a man of my word right mm -hmm. so like if i say to you i'm going to do something you should be able to bank that, right? Because that is being godlike, right? Because if God says something to you, bank it, right? The only thing that will mean that it doesn't happen is me and my faith or me not doing what I need to, do you see what I mean? Not me not receiving. So, I so think, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I hear the perspective, hmm. but I think for me, I don't, I don't take on that pressure. Which pressure? I think that almost the pressure to have the need to come back and say something or like to, because I don't think that that's necessarily owed because I think when I set out to do what I set out to do, mm. it was never, hi guys, I owe this to you. It was more just a case of this is what I'm doing. I'm just sharing it. 
But so I think and this is where for me it depends on whatever promise you made, right? Because I agree with you, I never owe anybody anything. But yeah. if I've said something to you yeah. and I've promised something to you, then I do kind of owe you. Do you see what I mean? Because I did that. Not because you put that on me. That's what I put on myself. You know? And that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm just thinking it through even for me, you know, mm. even in terms of different situations and stuff. Like what what should that look like if I've made that promise? Mm. Do I close the loop or not? But then I guess see that's where the lesson I would take from that, even thinking about what you're saying, mm. and the lesson I did take from it is being more careful about what, what I say. Absolutely. Don't because open my mouth. Is, no, because the thing is, again, like it would be interesting. I haven't looked back on the posts that I put out and stuff like I think that. You should. But one thing that I do know is that yeah. in principle, based on how I am. I know what I said that my goal was and I know what I said I was doing and I know that the angle that I always came from was never hi guys let me come and teach you so I can be your trainer it was never that because like that was never my thing it was more just okay so this is my commitment you guys are an audience hold me accountable do you understand and and that's 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 what I'm because for me it was never about you know for example did you promise people that you teach them anything not even but if for example you said I'm going to post every day right for example but then you stop posting. That's where I'm saying, like, you've set an expectation. And I'm not saying you did that, but I'm saying, how do we close the loop on stuff like that? Where we might have started out in one way, but not I necessarily that, finished in that way. I think that gets into dangerous territory, though, bro. Why especially in the day that we live now, because it's like, when you do an analysis, especially when it comes to stuff like social media, yeah? Yeah. People who are quote-unquote positioning themselves or positioned or perceived as content creators and maybe leaders and things like that as well very easily fall into the the need to post the need to speak the need to comment the need to but i think like for me in general even in my walk especially within my walk i found that there are times where one might think it might it might look like it's the right thing to do to speak or to make a public statement or to declare this that and the third but sometimes you just stay quiet Mm. and and i don't think there's anything wrong with that because sometimes between the time when someone makes a commitment or a public declaration and between that time and the time where they may be more refined in how they manage their words there's a process that has to happen and I don't think that Absolutely. that process always has to be done in public, if you get what I'm saying. So I think it's very possible and very okay in some situations for a person to, like, let's go far as, as far as to say someone said, I'm going to post 10 times a week. Um, you can always expect to hear from me multiple times throughout the day, mm-hmm. 10 times a week or whatever. They do it week one, they do it week two, they do it week three, week four, week five, then they fall off. Like, there's so many things that could happen in that in-between. There's so many lessons that that person might need. And I think if anything, in our time, I think what we probably need more of an encouragement towards is sometimes you actually need to sit in your failures. Like, and to actually... <clears throat> to actually analyze them, reflect on them, search yourself, invite God to search you on your failures before we're so fast to start responding um 
to those that might be witnesses to the failure because everybody knows that you felt do you get what i'm saying like cool when you said that you were going to do what you're posting and stuff like that, all of a sudden you've gone quiet it's not it's not like it's a secret do you get what i'm saying no but what i'm saying is is that there is or i'm not even saying what i'm asking yeah is that is there something in closing that loop not because i have to right not because i owe it to anybody but because this is what i said that i'm going to do do you think there's something in closing that loop I, I'm, that's what I'm wondering about, my friend. I'm not telling you that is or there isn't. I'm wondering about it because I'm trying to think, right? Because even when I look at work stuff, for example, yeah, right? There might have situations where I said, yeah, yeah, I'll get back to you on this, this and this, blah, 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 blah. And I'll let you know by the end of the day or whatever, yeah. right? But if I don't let someone know by the end of the day and that's kind of lingering and hanging and that stuff, like, actually, should I be closing the room saying, look, I know I said this is what I was going to do really sorry i haven't done it thanks for your patience here's what it is so how i would answer it do i think there's something in closing the loop? i would say it depends because i think it's a nuanced thing like in a situation where for example i've said that i'm going to get back to you um on a particular topic by a certain time and i haven't done it if that's a work situation if that's to do with rtv whatever it is i'm going to apologize for that i'm going to own that do you get what i'm saying because if we had something that we were working on and I said that I'm going to show up and I all of a sudden didn't show up. I'm going to try to let you know, for example, at the moment that I realize I'm not going to be able to show up or do something in, in that sense. But I think on the flip side, like I was saying before, sometimes it's not as straightforward as that. And and I, I guess that's where I'm, I'm wondering, is it not though? No, but, because... that's, but that's where I'm saying that, for example, if it's mm. to do with a... A, a failure the posting thing right mm. if this person's a social media addict yeah who is at the point of being enslaved to their so-called audience mm. and what's really happening is that ab is actually taking time out to pull them away so that they can actually learn and realize that hey you've become a slave to this thing it was supposed to serve you but now you're serving it and here are some lessons that i need to teach you in I would go as far as to say, even if it means that to the public, this person looks like they've failed them, they've not been a person of their word, for that opportunity to sit with him and learn the lessons that we need to learn, and then maybe thereafter, come and say, you know what, guys, I messed up. These are the lessons that I learned. Yeah, but that's and still closing the loop. No, but, this, but, that, but that's what I'm saying is that you i that's why that's why i asked you the question earlier about what does closing the loop even mean because when i was speaking about my situation i even said that i would actually be reopening the loop because and it wouldn't be to say yeah we're closing it and we're, this thing is done it's more this thing for me is a lifelong journey in general so anything that i do publicly even privately is always going to mm -hmm. be a continued expression of what i'm learning through the process like and I, the maturity I, I, that's and happening I, through it as well and I get that. And I think this is where, for me, some of it comes down to actually what do we say to begin with, right? And for me, because for me, I'm genuinely like, and this isn't just about this situation, right? This is a yeah. genuine like thought of mine about life in general. It's actually about how do I be more of a man of my word? Because even the Bible says about, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no right it's true. it talks about like swearing to your own hurt and all these kind of things so even in the example that you're talking about yeah right it's like even in the character and the nature of god god knows what you've promised to people 
yeah. yeah and god wants you to be a person of integrity so i don't know how god will actually deal with that kind of person to close the loop i don't know but i, I don't think know the, the thing is though that's where i think there's a few things one what are you committing to yeah like, what is the thing that is the main to? thing for me like what that's that's doing? a big thing and like i said in my situation for me that's not even a thing because i already know what that is but I don't know. Separate. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I, I don't no, know I'm confident. I'm confident because I know me. And I would go as far as to say, even in the worst case scenario, if I'm wrong, right? And it was a thing where I said, guys, this is what I'm going to do. Guys, check in your social media to now go and look for the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can check it. You can check it. But what I'm saying is, even in the worst case scenario, if I if it was wrong, yeah? Yeah. I think an important question to ask is what's on the other side of that? Because again in terms of the dangers i think sometimes that the thought of wanting to get things perfect in terms of our speech and all of that kind of stuff can equally become a barrier to us sometimes taking a step of faith because and at the point and this is because this is the thing you have to remember bro yeah when i made that declaration i'll tell you now 100 i didn't make that declaration thinking I was going to fall off or I wasn't going to achieve the goals that I was setting out to achieve. I literally stepped out of my comfort zone and did something that for me was literally, well, boy, I'm out here and I'm trusting that he's going to help me to do it. And I think the only difference that I would say is that it didn't happen the way that the way that I'd expected it to happen in the time that I expected it to happen. And I don't blame anybody externally or anything externally for that but i don't regret it because again like the ultimate journey that we're on as disciples is of being conformed to become more like him and i think part of what that looks like sometimes is we make statements at times or we make plans or we set out to do different things at times and it doesn't go the way we expected or maybe the way that we'd um we'd said that we were expecting to go and stuff like that as well. And I think what happens thereafter is important because for me personally, failing in that sort of a way, quote unquote, doesn't have to be final. It's something that gives you the opportunity to learn. And I think the only time when it's really something that is, failure is only a failure if we don't learn for me. And 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 this is this is the thing for me is that it's not even about success or failure right it's just it about, about so because for me like <clears throat> even in this example even if you said you were going to do something but you didn't do it yeah. it's not about saying that that's a failure it's about saying well okay i said i was going to do something i didn't do it why right? what do you mean why why is it about doing that just because firstly for me like I think that the act of doing that can also factor into what you promise for the future. And like I said, for me, this isn't just about this situation, right? Yeah. For but me, let's this look is at general... this situation as an example, though, right? Okay. So, so when are you supposed to say that? And that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not saying that there's a timeline. I'm not saying that there's specifics about it. So, if you're saying that actually a year from now you're going to be like, oh look, I said this, and then <laughs> that's between you and your god, mate. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your plan is and that's what I'm saying for me it's just a question of like actually being a man of integrity because let's be let's be fair and let's be honest right even in that in-between period yeah right 
what's happened there, can that actually also affect how people take what we say, even when we are saying other things to people? Absolutely. Maybe so. <coughs> but, but I think, again, though, I think the important question, maybe one of the most important question is, is when? Because we, and, and... We, we, we do think in terms of Okay, okay, so let's even if we were to say in principle that what you're saying is 100%, you have to be a person of your word. If you say something that you're going to do, you have to basically correct it and say, I didn't do it, I'm sorry. Yeah, that when thing I think is a very important question. Well, and and, and I guess it depends on how you want to look at it, right? Because yeah. if I want to look at it from a point of view of like, well, I'm just trying to get out, I can say, well, I can just say it to them 10 years from now and it's fine. Well, yes, that's fine, but there is also an in between time, and I think for me. I would probably say that once I've realized that, look, I've said this and I'm really not doing it, yeah. then for me personally, I would say that maybe that's a good time for me to talk to someone about it and say, well, I said this, it's not happening. I'm sorry or I'm not sorry, like whatever it is. Yeah. But at least for me, <laughs> that's when I would probably want to, like once I'm aware that it's really not happening. And why do you think that it's important to do that? I like, think at that just, point. Why I think for a few reasons. I think for me, that does something for me because that is kind of the consequence of what I said, right? So I said this and now that I haven't followed through, I now have to have this conversation with someone who it might not even matter to. But the other part of it is that actually, even for that person and our relationship and our friendship of saying, well, I said this, I'm not going to, I'm not doing it. At least they know, but right? The thing is, I think put it in an example for me like and use the example we've been talking about with my situation with the health and fitness because i think that's probably a good example that i think is worth using if that was you if that was me that did yeah. what that did exactly what i did but that's it i don't i don't remember exactly what you said so, <laughs> like, i thought you were searching I, evidence bro no i am, I am but it's video. so what i can see is you put this road to 200 pounds started yeah. february 2021 yep current was october was it yeah goal was october and like i'm trying to remember what did you say about was it like you were going to give some kind of updates or whatever 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 right so if you can find a posting schedule that i promised i'll give you a hundred pound mr lawyer yeah i'm not saying you i'm I'm just saying i'm just saying if you can find somewhere that i said I'm going to yeah. post every Monday or every t- twice a week or whatever it is. I will happily give you a hundred pounds. Not if you hear me say, I'm just going to post updates or something generic like that. But if you find the place where I said, I'm going to give you weekly updates or however many times a week or whatever it is, some sort of posting schedule. What, what I can say come is with, that I see weekly weekly progress update, the 6th of the 6th, the 13th of the 6th, 20th of the 6th, 27th of the 7th. No, 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 no. That's what of I the asked sick. you about, bro. I'm just saying, bro, there's, there's some, if we want to, there's consistent evidence no, 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 of no, no, a no, weekly, weekly That's schedule. That's not going to get you a hundred pound, bro. You got to find, you got to look harder for that. All I'm saying is, I don't remember and for me this isn't about saying look you owe people some kind of apology or anything like that mm-hmm. it's not about that just to be very clear it's not about tell that. us what it is about brother for me it's about as a general principle 
Mm. What does it look like being people of our word, especially because we are humans mm. and sometimes we will say things and not do them as a general thing, not just specific to this. Yeah. But what does that look like? What does closing the loop on that look like? That's my question. Because remember, yeah. I'm looking at logs in my own eyes. I'm looking at logs <laughs> in my own eyes, remember? I'm not looking I'm... at your spec. No, but that's why I'm helping you to look at the log through a practical situation. I'm saying if that is you and you did promise that you're going to post, like, let's put it into a context that I'm sure some people even listening can relate to, right? You promised that you were going to post four times a week. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing it consistently, then you stop posting. Mm -hmm. Like, what are your next steps? You were supposed think... to post yesterday. Yes. I think, like I At said, twelve oh one a.m. Do you send out another post to say I'm sorry? No, not necessarily. But like I said, for me, it's about when. When do I really like feel it? Like when am I like actually? You know, a month ago I said I was going to do this. Now it's been like two, three weeks that I haven't posted. Maybe I do it then, right? And that's what I'm saying. It's just about when do you process it? When do you realize mm. it? When do you take action? Just like if I know I've done something wrong to you as a person, when should I apologize to you? That's a, that's a good question. But I think the point you made about it being doing something wrong to someone, right? I.e. But but that's where if, if I've promised something and I've not done it, then have I not done something wrong to somebody? It depends, Because right? otherwise, sorry? It depends, right? No. If God promised you something and you didn't, and he didn't deliver, then is that not wrong? Like, there's no, there's no, it depends about that I'm one. No, no, like, no, no. I'm not going to answer that question because I think there are, our perception of what is right and wrong when it comes bro, to what he does is bro, very, very, but bro, very limited. No, 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 no. What, bro, it says in the Bible about how there is no word of the Lord that will not come to pass, how it will not fall to the ground. About yeah, all these absolutely. things about how, how, but, but, bro, that means but that then that's why, in principle, but that's why I wouldn't answer your question though, because in principle, what you're saying, it, it's not, it's not something that is a, logical possibility yeah but but that's what i'm saying there is a reason right why god does not make promises and then not come through because that wouldn't be right for him to do but even with the promises <coughs> of him right yeah it's not like he makes a promise and then it's delivered boom instant like we see that we see the manifestation of it right and and that's fine are we in agreement that's fine but but bro that means that he hasn't broken his promise but what we're talking about is if you have promised something and you haven't delivered no, 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 no. Go back though, because there was something in what you just said in that example, right? What's that? There are times when he promises certain things, they don't yes. appear in the time that we expect them to appear. Yeah, but, but that's so not what he promised. When... Sorry? But that's not what he promised. Do you see what I mean? If God promised that this will be delivered by the 31st of June, it will be there on okay. the 31st of June. But if God says to you, Jesus is coming back, yeah? He didn't say yeah. he's coming back on the 31st of June. He didn't yeah. say he's coming back in 2020. He didn't say anything. He just said, the man's coming back. Yeah? Okay. It's m If my expectation of that is not right, that's on me. That's not on the promise. Because the promise is still going to come to pass. But then this is what... Th but this is the principle. And this is the point that I'm trying to get. Is that even with the whole thing we've been speaking about this whole time, this has been such a very interesting conversation where I feel like we've danced in circles and squares and everything. But anyway, the <laughs> in... <laughs> In, in this whole point about you say something and 
what you've said doesn't happen right yeah like again i'll bring it back to the example i'm I'm only bringing it back to the example of myself and the thing we spoke about just because we've been speaking about it because it's a practical example right not because i think everything is tied to this this is one example i said i think it's nuanced but it's a lifelong journey like and like i said at no point could i humanly give a guarantee that for sure without a doubt something in the future would be certain james teaches us that that would be foolish right it doesn't mean that doesn't that mean we, we don't, don't do it sorry that, does, that doesn't mean that as humans we don't in our best intentions say no, abso- no but absolutely but then that's where i think having the humility to know that ah because that, i think pride and humility looks at this thing differently right you can be a proud person that completely ignores it and doesn't even acknowledge it. and i think that's probably part of the bigger issue is being the person who even at the very bare minimum doesn't inwardly recognize this is something that i've said i'm going to do or this is something that i said and i promised or whatever you want to say and i haven't made good on it that's one thing but then humility sometimes what humility looks like is a person actually behind closed doors weeping and mourning because they're so frustrated by the fact that they didn't do what they said they were going to do I think and, for me it that's not wrong right and that's fair but I'm I'm wondering is there something that comes after that even in terms of what we how we communicate with other people maybe that's, so. that's what I'm wondering about maybe so but that's why if we go back to the beginning of the recording this episode what I spoke about was that process and how at times sometimes even back in the situation like I spoke about sometimes there is a processing that is happening and a moment where we have to sit in the process to sit in understanding dissecting what went wrong what what was it that caused me to make that statement what was driving that do you get what I'm saying like what was it that caused me to overpromise? and that not that I think these are the things that I did by the way but no 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 we digress but like what was it that what was it that made me say to Tolu that we're gonna do this thing on Friday at 9 p.m. When I'm when I actually said that to him and I committed to that, committed that to him, what was it that caused me to do that? And sometimes you need to sit in it because if we're so far, because this is the other thing, right? You you can tick the box. Like you can tick the box and say, Oh, Todd, I'm so sorry I did it. But then having not sat in it, having not actually really tried to understand it, tried to process it even with abba and stuff like that as well like it's very much possible that you miss the lesson and you repeat it again and if you ask me out of the two situations that i think for me i don't like to waste my losses i don't like to waste my failures or my opportunity or the the places where i haven't necessarily achieved or done whatever i needed to achieve and do whatever i set out to achieve and do I try to milk it for what it is. And sometimes that does mean that before you actually get to going back to maybe make your declaration or have your conversation, you need to understand it because you don't want to go that way again, right? 100%. But I think for me, I'm I'm not saying it's either you do it this way or you do it this way. I'm All I'm literally asking about is the like, is there a closing of the loop? Right? Is there an element of... <laughs> So like, that's literally what I'm asking about. I'm not Bro. saying don't sit with it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just asking, as a general principle, is that important? 
right? And it sounds like from what you're saying, you're saying that actually for you, what is more important is that you sit with the lesson, you understand it, and then that's kind of it done. Right? I think for me, that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think I'm just saying it depends. <laughs> and that's, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine because for me, I'm trying to think about if I have said stuff to people that I haven't followed through on. Mm. What should be the course of action, especially if it's something that I'm aware of? You know, what does that actually look like? Because if I'm trying to build out to be someone who is a person of my word, mm. what does that look like when I miss it? Because inevitably, I'm going to miss it, right? And and that's why I said it depends. Because what if you're in a situation where this is the tenth time? Then and I have the tenth conversation. No, but this is what I'm saying. If you've had ten conversations, yes, and you keep going through the same thing, yeah. Personally, for me, come on, number ten, I'm I'm starting to ask questions now, and I'm not yeah, saying ask, because but, I'm. But it's bro, not because I'm saying that the conversation shouldn't be had at all. But bro, ask the questions because maybe the questions help me to stop there from being an eleventh time. Because even like in the I Bible, guess. how but how often does it say that we should forgive people? Seventy times seven is the example that you use when you're speaking to the disciples. Exactly. So that means that there is grace for the fact that I might come to you seventy yeah. times seven times yeah. and have done the same thing to you, and there is still forgiveness for that. And they even say that that's meant to be in the same day. But then, but then this is the other thing though. If, you, if again, if I wanted to apply that, you could say the same thing to the person that doesn't come and say what they need to say. Absolutely, but because but, for me, it's not. But it's not about am I forgiven for it. It's yeah. about, am I actually becoming a person of my word? That's what I'm and, talking about. And this is where I'm saying that sometimes I think becoming a person of your word is rather than being so fast to go back and do the same thing you've been doing every other, the nine times before, where you're focused so much on just, I need to write this wrong and I need to say this thing. Sometimes I think 10th time, whatever number of time it is, you need to actually analyze the situation. And, and this is where like, for me, it sounds like, you feel like those things are separate no no, no no not at all i think they i i but, but for me it's not it's not that, that it's not happen. that either i do either i go have the conversation no, or i not do at that. all to me, if i actually it. want to be effective i need yeah. to analyze yeah. and then have the conversation what i really need to do is change my behavior right and <laughs> 100%. That's, that's what i'm saying like you i think the conversation i think is something that should and would be had anyway i don't it's think it's so. about time I don't think so because no, but I'm saying in what... the examples that I've said, right? Right, because, because for me that's well, was... that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, go on. Go ahead, bro. No, you go. You go. When I was speaking about the processing time, it wasn't processing instead of because I think that that would be silly to know that you've done something and you haven't necessarily had a conversation. If I told you I'm going to be somewhere, it doesn't make sense for me to just go off the grid and never say anything at all, like. But at the same time, sometimes there might be a gap. Like I've actually genuinely had situations where I've been on the receiving end of times of like big gaps with people. What, what who, was the reason for the gaps? No, this is, there's various reasons, but I would say I've been on the receiving end of big gaps that are sometimes very unexplainable, behavior that seems very unexplainable. But when we've had that conversation thereafter, a whole lot more clarity comes in understanding where that person was at and some of the things that they ended up going through do you get what i'm saying and, and yeah 
as the receiver of all of those things, I have two choices throughout that whole process. I can either like see the spec potentially in their situation of not coming to me sooner and condemn them for that. Or I can potentially not understand it and in principle think the best but but sorry and this is this is where i'm saying for me like this has nothing to do with how do i respond when someone comes to me for that conversation no, because for me i'm all. like not at all. for me like that's a given yeah is that no, no. I... but i was speaking about both sides because i think they're both connected but but for me i'm not i'm not necessarily thinking about that side of it what i'm thinking about because for me if you come to me after whatever cool yeah. like you're in your process you're on your journey yeah. cool with me and that's how i should be approaching it as a general thing right mm -hmm. i'm i don't have a problem with that what mm -hmm. i'm trying to think about is if i'm in the situation where i have done something yeah what should my aim be what should my goal be how should i be navigating it that's what i'm thinking and, about and i would ask you are you willing to give yourself that grace to be that person sometimes which person the one that i mentioned just now so you said that you don't think about it from the receiving end first a given and all of that yeah yeah. So I'm saying in the same way that if you're on the receiving end of that, that you'll give that grace to the person that, that does all of those things, right? I'm yes. saying if you are the person, if you're the offender, if you're the one that has gone off the grid or whatever it is, like, are you willing to give yourself enough room on a personal level and if you have fallen short to maybe sit through the process before you have that conversation however long or short that process is but that's what i'm saying that for me there's not a there's not a set timeline about it but for me like i'm wondering when is the best time to have it right because i still know i want to have that conversation if i'm not ready to have the conversation that's fine yeah. that's what i'm saying there's no like once you realize you have 24 hours before you must <laughs> like no this isn't like an sla do you know what i mean it's more about like a heart posture of actually I know I, I know I still need to have that conversation because even in some of the situations you're talking about, yeah, yeah, it wasn't even necessarily like some of those people came back to you to have the conversation. Like miraculous things happened where you like bump into people, you're like, yo, there's a conversation. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So this is where I'm saying like, for me, like, yes, there is always grace. Always, but I'm saying if I want to be a certain type of person, what does that look like? And how do I build myself towards that because it's not it's not an easy thing to have like yeah i messed this up 10 times already and now i need yeah. to go and tell them again that i messed up and this time is going to be different and blah 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 but i'm yeah. trying to wonder like for me there's two sides of being a person of my word one of them is like yo the things i promise i need to actually like be promising appropriately the other side is if i mess up how do i remedy that that's really what i'm trying to understand a third factor i want to throw in there is that in the verse he speaks about the person who sees the spec but ignores their log he calls them a hypocrite right hmm. and what is a hypocrite someone who says something but does another thing no they 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 come across they appear or position themselves as though they are fault free let's just say whether it's in one area or generally when the truth is that they're not right a person who think... acts in contradiction to his or her stated beliefs or feelings yeah so i.e so i say i'm the person that doesn't miss and i miss yeah 
Well, yeah. they are just wrong. You don't think that you're a hypocrite as well? Mm, no. no. Why not, by the definition? Because I think you were proud. I think you said something that was arrogant, but I don't think that's necessarily hypocritical. But what was the definition that you just read? It says, a person who acts in contradiction to his or her stated beliefs or feelings. So, like, you can say you don't miss, but you miss. That doesn't mean that you purposely act. No, because it's almost like you purposely act contradictory. So maybe that's a bad example. Because but why? for me missing, I'm thinking of basketball, right? If I'm no, like, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Okay, I wasn't even talking about basketball. Like, I don't know. I say I'm the guy that's always in the gym, seven days a week, hypothetically, mm-hmm. right? When actually mm-hmm. I've been twice in the last two months. But then you're lying. That's but a lie. But are you a hypocrite? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I think, I think by, for de- example, I think by if, definition you are. I think if you say, like, I'm a doctor, everybody should be in the gym five days a week, and then you're not, yeah. then you're a hypocrite. Okay, let's go with your example. I still think that one counts yeah. as well, but we'll go with your one. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I'm not the, I'm not the worldwide expert on hypocrites, so I don't know. It could so, be. Okay, so it's hypocrisy. Whenever I've thought about hypocrisy, and this is something that I've tried to apply as a principle in my walk for a while now, is I think one of the hacks to avoiding hypocrisy is just being real about who you are. Like, because if I'm very clear that, listen, I'm not the guy that's always 100%. I get things wrong. Hmm. If I'm very clear that rather than saying that I'm the doctor that heals everybody, what was the example you said, sorry? Hmm? The example you mentioned about the doctor, what was it again? Oh, if you say that people should be in the gym five times a day, but you're not. Okay, so if I'm the guy that's not, say- if I- even even if I want to say, yeah, that based on research, five times a day, five times a week in the gym, um, that's what that's that's what everybody should be doing. Even with something like that, if I'm the person that says, hey, but that five days is hard, you know, I'm really trying to go for it myself. Mm. Like, you're good. You've escaped hypocrisy because you haven't positioned yourself in such a way where you're trying to almost take the the benefit of being something that you're not. Like, you haven't... It's like that thing about what James says about being teachers and how they will be held to a higher standard. Hmm. It's that same thing about if you're telling people what they should be doing mm. and you're teaching people, you're held to a higher standard. It's a similar thing, mm-hmm. right? If you're you're putting yourself as the authority on what is healthy, then you mm. better be healthy yourself. But then like, you can teach as a, you can teach as a co-student as well, as a pupil, a classmate, right? You but then you're not slightly different dynamic. Yeah, but you're not you're not calling yourself a teacher then, are you? The thing is, it's a slightly different dynamic. You can teach peer to peer without calling yourself I am the teacher but you're still teaching by practice by sharing information that is educating your co- your colleagues but but even by that if you're wrong you're yeah. still held to the standard because you taught that's what I'm saying 
Like you're still, if if you're saying that what you're doing is teaching, and this is where even what we talk about with the podcast are like, we're not here to teach anybody. Yeah, we're just here to say this is what I'm going through, this is what I'm looking at, this is what I'm learning, and that's the peer to peer. Check it for yourself. And but, and but that's not me that saying. Well, yeah. No, it's the difference in how you position yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. on the peer to peer level, and this is the point that I was trying to get at. If your whole position is I'm in class with you guys too. Like, I'm not here positioning myself as the, I am the fountain of all truth and you need to come and learn from my decades of wisdom and experience. That's not what this is. Like, I'm, there is, but at the same time, there are certain times, even with the pod and some of our experiences, where we acknowledge and recognize that we might be a few steps ahead of some people. And equally, there are some other people who might be a few steps behind. And so, as much as we're not positioning ourselves to say, hi guys, we're here to unload um the whole of the the doctrines and the breakdowns of this that and the third for the podcast um it doesn't mean that there aren't ways that we do teach basically but the 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 way that we position ourselves i think is the important thing that's the point that i was making for sure for sure and that's why for me it comes back to what we say as the as the actual the core of it is what what am i promising what am i saying how am i setting myself up let me ask you a question though, bro. Mm. Are you comfortable ever positioning yourself as a teacher? I'd rather not. I know you'd rather not. That's why I asked the question. Rather not. Factual. Why, I would why much is rather that? not. Because I think that the weight that that comes with and what that actually means is is a lot. What is the weight in the right. Well, because if you're positioning yourself as a teacher, then you're kind of responsible for your students and Mm -hmm. the outcomes of what you teach. So it means you really, really, really have to be very sure about what you're teaching. And that's a lot. Why do you say that? Hmm? Why? Especially when you when you think about what we're talking about, even what we would be teaching, like these are things of like eternity. These are things of salvation. Like it's not a, it's not a small thing. What do you think happens if you get it wrong? Depends. It very much depends. Cause there's even talks in the Bible about like people who lead people astray and stuff like that. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't ever want to be in that category. What if that's where you're called to be, bro? <laughs> you better get studying, mate. No, I'm cool. I'm asking you specifically. Not asking I know. I'm asking Same you thing. specifically. Better get studying, then. <laughs> get Why should That's we not be studying yeah. anyway, though, bro? But of course we should. But there's a difference for me between even like what you do with that study and those kind of things when it's for other people. It's different. We're all it's teachers, not the bro. same. Mm. all called to teach at least I don't but it said about those who teach which means that not everybody will I'm going to give you the reference I'm talking about so Matthew 28 Great Commission from verse 18 and Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them mm-hmm. to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Right. But I'm in not other verses, it says politics. About... Go ahead, bro. No. But in other verses, it says about how he gave some apostles, some preachers, some teachers. Absolutely. So there's, and I'm not going. I'm not going to get into the politics of the so-called position or fivefold that usually is spoken about when it comes to teaching and other quote-unquote ministerial positions. But that doesn't take away from the fact that we're all called to teach. But it does because it's like we're all called to be pastoral, but we're not all called to be pastors. It's a similar thing because, so, and we know that even yeah. Go ahead. In the Greek, there's different words for different things, right? So love has lots of different versions of love. So I think it would be a bit, it might be a bit simplistic to say, well, this one says teach. So it's the same teach as the teaching in James. I hear that, bro. But how do you make a disciple without teaching? How do you disciple anybody on any level without teaching? Please, team, tell me that. And that's fine. That's fair. But what I'm saying is is let's make sure that what we're comparing where it says about teaching there and the teachers that will be held to a higher standard no but i think we'll i think i'm not trying to draw those two in together i'm just talking about the but, fact that all but of bro, us when i'm to, teach, i'm bro. thinking about teaching and when you're asking me about would i be comfortable being called a teacher james is what i'm thinking about when it comes to teaching so but for you, you to then say even teaching when you're making disciples I think to different levels, yeah, to different levels. I think so, because even when you look at um, when you look at in Acts, I think it was where there had been people who had been making disciples, yeah, yeah, and they said, and then I think it was Paul said to them, "Do you know about the Holy Spirit?" Yeah. Right, and they'd been teaching these people all this stuff, but without talking about the Holy Spirit, which meant that yeah. really they hadn't been teaching them fully, right? He said, "Did did you know about the Holy Spirit?" And they said no. So he taught them about the Holy Spirit, and that mm. was it. There was no reprimand. There was no, you know, bad repercussions from it. But they were teaching something that wasn't quite complete, right? But were they people who were teachers? No. Ah, oh, come on, bro. Yeah, but bro, who I feel that semantics, bro. bro. And, and this is, I think, that's probably one of the issues that I have with it. Is that I? That's why I said I'm not going to get into the politics of it because I think I know that but, there is the but, whole discussion that we have around the what do they call it the office of teacher the office of these things true or false fair enough it's a perspective right but bro it's not true or false it's literally there in the bible but i'm saying whether we approach it i don't know if it describes it as the so-called office that's something that we describe as a modern doctrine in my opinion but But as i said even without getting into the policy even if i said all right cool that's true and that's right yeah does that take away from the fact that we're all called to teach because but bro, whether you have a title of teacher or a so-called officer's teacher, discipleship yes. requires teaching, bro. And I think yes, that but bro, to take away but from that... But there's also different levels of responsibility. That's what I'm saying. And there is different ways... what's responsibility based on? But it's... So, like, for example... Like... The responsibility... I'm trying to think of a good example in the Bible... Whilst you're thinking about it, yeah? Yeah. Discipleship. I want to be sure in general that whatever I am teaching in any discipleship relationship that I have 
is true. And I think generally speaking, like my, my, I should always, with anything that I say, and this comes back to even some of the things you were saying about being a person of integrity. Like I should always seek to have the truth and to be a seeker of truth so that whatever I'm putting out there, whatever I'm reproducing, whatever I'm signposting people towards is actually the truth. And so whether I have the title, the office, or I'm just going by the basic command that we all have when it comes to discipleship, teaching is something that's a reality. And I don't think that... What I'm saying is, is that it's that's 100% right in terms of anybody who is teaching anybody anything should absolutely take it seriously. What I'm saying is, is that there are people who, if that is your job, that is your calling, that is the gifting and the talent that God has given to you, and then he's given you an office or a responsibility of that, then you have a higher standard than other people. So what is an office? And what is so, that makes that so distinct? So, and that's the thing, because even when you look at like the disciples and the apostles, right? Like Paul, when he introduces himself, how does he introduce himself? Yeah, Paul and Paul, as bold as it gets. Exactly. But this and is what I'm saying. He speaks bro. about how he's called to teach. There's another place that he speaks about that as well. But which I think is a natural like, byproduct as well, anyway. He he says an apostle as appointed by blah 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 blah. So that means mm-hmm. that there are offices, there are people who have more responsibility. But is it right? Is, is the office only confirmed because a person identifies with it? Or Absolutely is it about, not. Or Absolutely is it about not what they produce and what they walk in because because the thing is true he did introduce himself like that right but but the fact that that's even in there because part of it is that like that is put in there for a reason right because actually bro like there are people who are called to be like they're called to be apostles like it's a thing bro i i don't knock that and i have no bad word to say about those people but i think you also have people who operate by function without declaring no, but equally, but you have people who operate by function without necessarily identifying and saying, yeah, this is the office that I sit in. Absolutely. But what, what, because what you were saying was that you don't, it sounds like you're saying you don't, you're not sure if you believe if like the offices are really a thing. No, I don't, I and think, one I, whether, go yeah. You said whether, whether people declare it or don't declare it doesn't mean yeah. that it's there or not there because there are lots of people who call themselves apostles but god hasn't told you you're an false. apostle yeah exactly so <laughs> for me yes there's both sides but for me it doesn't negate that there are real apostles and there are real offices so to, to maybe make it a bit clearer what i wasn't saying is that I don't think that apostles exist, teachers exist, evangelists exist, shepherds and all the prophets, if I didn't say it, whatever the five are. What I'm more saying is that I don't necessarily think it's the focus that we sometimes place on, oh, but you have the office of a teacher. I think sometimes we over-focus on the office or what we perceive as the office of a particular role rather than looking at function and responsibility because again like i said discipleship we can't escape it teaching is a natural part of it and that's something that we're all called to do so it doesn't mean that we all teach to the same extent and level as one another but i think whether you have the office or not 
based on whatever we perceive offices to be we're all still called to teach but this is where it comes back to you said function and responsibility so the responsibility of someone who is discipling right mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff is different to the responsibility of someone who is a teacher in Why? quotes and that's what i'm saying because because their responsibilities are different no but why like they have all? different functions because so for example like when you look at the people who are teachers to the nations and those kind of like like they're responsible for like millions of people but if i'm responsible for one person the responsibility is different but isn't what you're speaking more about your level of influence and reach rather than the difference between but that's still responsibility office no, I get it because but yeah. you have disciple. I'll give you an example, right? I've actually met firsthand disciple makers who have been through the thousands when it comes to making di- disciples, and nobody will right. probably know their name, right? right. Then equally, you but... have some people who will have access to thousands through a teaching position. Maybe they they they're a teacher within a church organization somewhere. Mm-hmm. In my view. I don't distinguish between the two because for me it's a case of whether you identify as having the office the title or the position or not we're all called to teach and both of those that's right situations are responsible and will be held accountable and will be will have expectations on them for the teaching as it applies to them in their sphere and that's where things like the parable of the talents comes in because Again, you will have somebody who will teach elementary school level, primary school. But then you'll have someone that's going to teach at a doctorate level. And And then you'll have some teachers that have more students and some that have less. Okay, let's let's take out the... Because for me, where it talks about, you know, people like not putting new Christians in leadership positions, for example. Yeah. Right? Because for me, there is a different responsibility about someone who's in a leadership position, right? Than somebody who is not. They can both be dis- teaching people stuff, but there's a, a difference. Disciple maker, a leader, bro. No, not in this because otherwise you can't have new you can't have new Christians leading other people, can you? That's what I'm saying. It's not a leader. Like yes, everybody leads themselves. Blah blah. No blah, no blah, no blah. no no no. But as a disciple, yeah, but- even if you only have one disciple, bro that's not what it's talking about in terms of not letting a new christian be a leader because otherwise people who have just gotten saved can't go and win other people to christ right no but i think there's a difference between making a disciple and evangelizing because when we get the gospel bro the gospel message in itself is simple and straightforward enough that once you understand it you can communicate that but but then bro by what you're saying new christians shouldn't be making disciples not necessarily because this is where it comes down to the content of what you're teaching as well right because and this is where i was going with the parable of the talents one person had one one person had three i think it was and the other one had five like the new disciple the new convert they come in and they've just got this one treasure about what this gospel message is that's what they get that's what they understand they don't have a clue about all of the other stuff but this is one thing that they know to be true they can go and evangelize and teach in some senses (laughs) people who are behind them the little piece of truth that they know they don't have to commit that they're going to take them any further or anything like that but even in communicating the gospel that takes a level of teaching as well bro and 
And this is where, like, for me then, then new people shouldn't be teaching anybody anything because they don't know anything yet. Like, it, you is, can't is, have it is kind the of... Gospel not, is the gospel not something that they know? But is it, though? Because, like, we even go back to that example. Do they actually know the fullness of the gospel? But the gospel message is what has the power to save. So if they are a convert, I'm assuming that they have heard, understood, and received the message of the gospel. But that's the thing. Like, even the guy on the cross, like, did he, like, fully hear everything? Did he fully understand everything? Could he have gone and made disciples? Even And this is what's interesting, right? Because even the woman who met Jesus at the well, yeah? yeah? She just said, oh, this guy told me, he told me everything I've done in my life. She didn't actually give them the gospel. This is what I'm saying. She just went and she told her story and then they came to Jesus. But what we were speaking about was the new convert, right? Yeah, but is she not a new convert? She's teaching something that she knows or she's sharing something that she knows. It doesn't mean that she's not capable of sharing the gospel if she has received the gospel. And that's why I'm focusing on the new convert. Say again? But that's what I'm saying, bro. She was a new convert, right? Who had had an encounter with Jesus. But did she really know the gospel? No. She, I don't know. She went and told what she knew. Listen, this is the thing. Yeah, I don't even know if I would even, even without having gone back to reread those verses, from what I remember about it, I don't know if I would go as far as to say, yeah, she definitely received the gospel message. She had an encounter with Jesus from what I remember, right? But that doesn't mean but she I, I thought she said to him, like, I thought she said the woman of the world she said to him like are you the messiah and he's like I am but what is the gospel message but did she not believe on the messiah eh? but I'm saying what is the gospel message because I don't me? believe I don't I don't believe I can recall from what I remember of those verses a an explanation because the, that's where he's like about say, right? no but that's where he's talking about you know if you knew who you were asking for water then you would drink of the water and you would never be thirsty again like he's it. basically explaining to her who he is and what he's bringing but even the pharisees and sadducees knew who he was to some extent and a bunch of other people that didn't believe in him or want to follow him for one reason or another so i think knowing who he is wasn't necessarily it and that's why even but this wasn't about gun but this wasn't a similar thing to the pharisees and the sadducees because we all know that their hearts were hardened like they weren't really trying to believe anything like it's not it's not a good comparison because she even said please sir give me this water then i'll never be thirsty again where's the scripture john 4 so you're saying that she got the gospel and she's a new convert what i'm saying is is that if you look at what happened she heard about who jesus is and the power that he comes with she believed and then she went and she told people about it like for me all of this is like where it comes down into like yes does everybody is everybody called to make disciples and stuff like that yeah but like when you're saying like everybody's a leader in the church and stuff like that, that's what i'm like no i didn't say everybody's okay yeah, but, but bro, by, we're talking by, about church let, leadership when we're talking about not putting new believers there. And that's what I'm saying. If we want to follow is, your school but, all the way through... No, but bro, this is where it's going to get into... No, but it does work because this is where we're going to get into other territory, which is now to do with even more detail about what we're saying when we're talking about church leadership. Because there's traditional identified church leadership of this is the pastor, the elder, the teacher, the deacon, and this, that, and the third. But, okay, what is church by definition? 
root definitions and things like that. And I think this is a thing that sometimes takes away from the responsibility we have as believers and it creates this whole, the separation between the pew and the pulpit where we have high, high, these high views of the responsibility held by those at the pulpit without realizing the responsibilities on those even in the pews. But so, that's not what I'm saying. Because remember, what I'm we saying all have is responsibility, that, but some yeah. people have more responsibility than others. But you're saying that what we do as the church <laughs> is fundamental. That's what I said. I'm, no? say, I'm saying whether you're the preacher at the front or you're the person that is sitting at the back of the church. church you have the same responsibility. Right? I'm saying we are all called to teach, number one. Yeah, but, but bro. And I'm saying that number two, there are responsibilities and expectations associated with teaching that we should all be thinking about. It's not but just the guy point? that's teaching with the title. But bro, at what point did I say that that's not true? What I'm saying is, no, is that for me... You didn't that say that it's not true. But you, you did, then I, I don't think... I don't think it's so much about at what point did you say it's not true, but I think play the pod back in it. <laughs> okay, but for me, it's just that some people have more responsibilities than others. And do I want the responsibility of being called a teacher? No, I don't. Does that mean that I refuse to teach anybody anything and I refuse to share my discipleship journey? Of course not. But it means that that big office or whatever you want to call it, do I want that? No, because there and is I'm a saying, difference. And I'm saying I think that big whole office perspective is a big smokescreen. But and I think that whether or not that means it is that the case. Say again. But in saying that, like when there is a smokescreen, it's hiding something that is not really there. And that's I what I'm saying. Like you can't I think that's deny based that it's on our perception. There. That's what I'm talking about. Because what I'm saying to you is cool. Even if you didn't take up the title of being the teacher in that sense based on the office that we spoke about you're still called to teach and you do teach and so i'm saying that the same way that you would have almost like a you would treat that position of being a teacher with the office with a high level of regard i'm saying even without that title or recognized office still treat your position as a teacher with a high level of regard because you're always influencing. You'll always be teaching as a disciple maker. That's it. For me, it's like, does someone who is in government have more responsibility than us? <laughs> Do they not? Like, it's factual, yeah? Like, let's, let's even look about at COVID, yeah. What? Like, can I ask I, you a question? Yeah. Just quickly, sorry. Yeah. On the teachers, right? If you have a teacher who has the office that has one student versus a disciple maker who has no so-called office and has reach and influence over five thousand, who has the higher responsibility, in your opinion? Both in have the same of level of knowledge as well. But the thing is, is that that disciple should be connected to the right people, no? Otherwise, is he just running off by himself doing his own thing? But, but Who... even if even if we don't get no, into no, no, that no, territory no. yet, no, but let's we can get go there territory. after. No, we can go there as well. But I'm saying before we get there, yeah? Who has 
more responsibility in your opinion. But it depends on what God has put on each of those people, no? Let's assume it's exactly because, the same thing. Same message, but it, same experience. But it won't be exactly the same. But I'm because saying hypothetically, like, if it is the same. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that even in that example, God has a responsibility for each person. And that yeah. is going to be based on what he's given to them. So that's where it all comes back to. <laughs> no, it does. Because, bro, he, if he says he's given to some apostles, pastors, teachers... Bro, I'm not taking away from what it says. Yeah. I'm just... What I think... But bro, the you're not that... listening to what it says. Because that means that God has given people responsibility. He's given the responsibility that comes with that. That's what, what I'm saying. So, could... from the scripture? Because... Because you're saying, yeah, 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 it's fine. He's given that to some people. But you're saying, but if he has 5,000 people and this person has one, what if he has 5,000 no, fake disciples? I don't I'm know. just asking. No, I'm actually saying to you that because it's, it's interesting about the assumption that you made as well. And you implied about the guy that's the disciple maker with 5,000. Because What's that? it's like the fact that he has influence and reach over the 5,000. You mentioned about the whole thing about him going off and doing his own thing and all of that kind of stuff, right? No. No, I said, what if he's doing that, right? What if what because... if that one person, what if the guy with the one is also doing his own thing? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but bro, because remember what you said, right, is what if there is someone who is called a teacher, which by that I'm assuming you're talking about officially God has called, has the office of a teacher. He, yeah? he identifies and he says, I am a teacher. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about, right? So because I don't know if he actually is a teacher. I'm talking about has God <laughs> actually put them in that office? Has God I'll... given them the office? Where do you get the idea of offices from, bro? Office, whatever it says. What does it say in the verse? It says I he has given them where it comes from. Because even when we read those verses, I think it would be wonderful to read because no one's taking away from the fact that he has given gifts to men and the fact that he has given some apostles, some teachers. Some... I'm not taking away from none of that. And I don't think yeah. there's anything that I've said that contradicts that at all. But my question sits around this this distinction about the quote-unquote office where does but it bro, come from for example a pastor is that not an office i just want to know where the, the offices come but from bro, but is it not so what what would you call a pastor then it's what he's given in it like he's given okay. if we have different positions within the body we have different roles okay let's call it a position okay? let's call it a position and not an office because for me position and office are the same no or are they but different? then but then this is what i'm trying to say to you though is how do you define like how do you define a teacher because there are some is it because people... they say i'm a teacher and i sit in the office no, of a teacher bro. and i'm employed no, as a teacher but bro it's because it says now there are gifts christ gave to the church yeah so for me, it, like, it has to be a God-given thing. It can't be that but you even, just call yourself a teacher. But what 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 did I say that takes away from that being true? Because you're saying everybody is a teacher. But I'm not saying, everybody has given the gift of a teacher. I'm not saying, everybody has that. I'm saying, according to the scripture and the Great Commission, we are all, and even the way that discipleship works, like... Every single one of us as disciples has a teaching responsibility in disciple making. But what I'm saying is... I don't is think that's that a controversial people, thing, bro. But the people... I'm not saying it is controversial. I'm saying your side of the other side of it where you're saying, well, but that now there's no gift for teaching or no office, no position. I didn't, I'm not saying there's no gift. Saying. 
I'm not saying there's no gift. But you're saying that no one has more of a gift gift than another because everyone has the same responsibility. No, 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 no. That's not what I said either. I'm saying as a general, I said, whether it's true or not, these offices, whatever I think about them is irrelevant. Whether it's true or not, the point that I'm making is that every single one of us as disciples has a responsibility and a call to teach. The thing is, because you you don't believe in the offices or positions or whatever you want to call them... (laughs) Like <laughs> that's but quite think... clear, right? And in that sense, no. But in that sense, for me, actually, it does nullify the fact that actually there are people who have more gifting and more responsibility because of that gifting. Let's forget about office, yeah. position, whatever. There are some people who have that gift. That's what it says. But no, at the end of the day, bro, I, you can honestly, I, if that's listen, what you choose listen, to see, no, hold on, hold on. You're not. No, 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 no. Let me. No. I think you're misunderstanding me massively, bro. I am not taking. I said to you, regard whatever I think is regard is it's not even the most important thing. And I've the whole from the beginning, I've said, regardless of whether those offices exist or offices don't, as we perceive them to be offices, all my thing from the beginning and my thing till now will remain. Every single one of us as disciples, according to the Great Commission and the words of the Savior, has a responsibility to teach. You can't escape it in discipleship. And I'm not saying that some people don't know more than others or have a wider reach than others. Like it's always going to look different and vary from person to person. But whatever little or whatever much we have, every single one of us has a responsibility to teach. Are all of us taking up our responsibility and doing what we're supposed to be doing when it comes to making disciples? Maybe not. But regardless, it's what we were commanded. And what we were told to do. Cool. And it involves teaching. Cool. This is probably going to be like a, one of the wildest episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that they've probably heard in a while. But um, it is what it is, man. These are some of the conversations we have. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you.